Hello, listener. It's not your typical weebs, your brand new favorite anime podcast. I'm your host, Dan. This is Dominique. This is Melissa. And guys, this week we want to talk about our favorite anime quotes. Because if there's one thing anime is known for, it's just having some really sterile lines at just the right moment that stick with you for the rest of your life. I think we can agree here, right? Yeah, for the most part. There's always that one quote that sticks with you and will always bully you back to an anime. And, and, and they'll always appear in strangest ways. I've seen anime quotes in like Facebook profiles, on Twitter profiles. I know one guy who puts an anime quote on his Tinder profile. It's weird. Okay, then. Do each their own. We're not here to judge a little bit. <laughs> I I I am judge. <laughs> so here uh we're going to go around the table and we're going to talk about some of our favorite anime quotes uh some of them serious some of them inspiring some of them just straight up ridiculous and I'm going to go ahead and start off with mine because I had the least amount of quotes and I found out that my co-host over here had picked 3 and a bunch of freaking backups. What can we say? Well, we go above prepared. and beyond. Clearly, and I just go, I do barely even the minimum. I mean, at least you did the minimum. Some people don't. Okay. You still have your quotes that you enjoy. That's what matters here. Yes. All right, so I'm going to set this one up here. This is from an anime that came out in the uh, early 2010s, I want to say. It's probably a well-known one here. For like the longest time, it was like the biggest one for a while. And that is from Death Note. Oh, I think I know which one. <laughs> I, I think she might know it too. So for context here, Light Igami is a high school student who basically finds a book that allows him to write down somebody's name and they die. And shenanigans ensue. That's the most basic way I can put it without being too spoilery or getting too heavy-handed on the plot. But this, my favorite cult happens when he's trying to trick somebody investigating him who put a camera in his room and so to basically clear his name, he's trying to sneakily write some names on his book without being caught. And so what does he use? A small TV and a bag of potato chips. I'll be honest. I was more impressed by the fact that that small TV fit in the bag of potato chips and that he knew what name to write off of that small TV. Mm-hmm. And so the quote I just loved, and because it, to me, it kind of, is the best of Death Note and the absolute worst of Death Note and how overdramatic it is, especially in the anime. If you watch this animated, it is way too over the top because with the animation, the um, the effects. And so apparently, according to Dom, I had to read this in the most dramatic way as possible. Yes, of course you do. So <clears throat> this is Light Yagami, and <clears throat> I'll take a potato chip and eat it. Yeah. Done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> we need some kind of dramatic sound effect. I, I'll be, I'll be sure to do that. Don't worry. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I enjoyed Death Note for the most part when I was like a teenager. I mean, who didn't? Who didn't love that fantasy of like being able to control the world like that? But as I grew older, I realized it is way too over the top. Light is a <laughs> what's the best way to put lights? It's real cringy. It's super cringy. Back. 
<laughs> no, see, it's but it's dramatic cringy, which just makes it worse. It's neither dramatic nor cringy. It's both. It's I guess to use it in today's terms, it's super extra. <laughs> yeah. Wrong. So yeah, that's my first quote, and that's probably gonna be my, my like more lighthearted one. So let's go on to the next one. Um, let's start off with Melissa. What's your first quote you really want to talk about? Uh, okay. Well, as everyone that knows me knows that my favorite character in game wise, anime wise, and probably the thing that I absolutely love to cosplay is from. It started as a video game, and then got a anime adaptation. I want to say mid 2010s, mm-hmm. which was Danganronpa. The favorite character being Noshima Junko. <laughs> so it wouldn't be me if I don't choose a quote from her. Honestly, I would have been shocked and appalled if you didn't. Oh, I straight it, up told her yeah. that I would be hella disappointed in her if she didn't. Yeah, when we first had decided that this would be the you know our topic for today, we were sitting downstairs, you know, just lo- like between us and Morgan, just sitting downstairs looking at you know different quotes, and Dom just looks at me and goes, "If you don't choose a quote from Junko, I will be so disappointed in you." <laughs> we're just like, crap, I have to do that now. I didn't even think about that. It wasn't the first thing on your mind. No, <laughs> it wasn't. I am disappointed. Yeah, isn't that just offensive? When she told me that, I just gave her the most deadpan look of just disappointment. I don't she know if you're the right material for this podcast, kind of Melissa. So, oh. all right, I so give us. It. I corrected it. You, you corrected it. You, it's what matters. So, I mean, her quotes are not most lighthearted, is the problem. Mm-hmm. Because her character someone's not familiar with it is she's technically the villain of the first Danganronpa. You want to consider it being a villain. It's her mindset is completely about, she wants people to despair. Versus the main character who is all about hope. So a lot of her stuff is about, you know, why she enjoys despair why it's so much better than hope so it's not quite the like the the best things out there but this particular quote is also something that compared to some of the other ones that really explain her character as you know within the series this one kind of hits a little bit more home for how i personally can act and kind of what happened like at least like what you see around the world so do i have to go ahead and also dramatically read this Everyone had to do it. Unless you send it to me and I read it. No. Okay, see? (laughs) I mean, I could do the most deadpan thing ever, but that'd be no fun. All right, so from Noshima Junko, you have Spear is contagious. Everyone catches it. Isn't that lighthearted and fun? Oh, yeah. yeah it's very lighthearted and fun, guys. Boy, is that like a good metaphor right now for current times. <laughs> yeah, I, I told this <laughs> to Natalie uh, the other day when we were out, and she was just like, this is the most like appropriate thing because, oh, we're in a state of pandemic. Mm-hmm. This, this is the entire world. If the entire world is despairing, then yeah, everyone's going to be in that state. 
for me personally, I'm also the type of person that when one of my friends or my family is hurting, I tend to also hurt for them. So I just, I kind of take in everyone's pain. Mm. So like this particular quote kind of hits a little bit home for me because Mm. I do kind of catch when someone else is despairing. I get that. So. Especially today's world. Yeah. But even, even growing up, I was always that type of person that if someone was upset, I was upset. Mm -hmm. So. But you're not trying to spread the despair. You're trying to help ease the despair. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a despair spreader sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes, yes. (laughs) This is fine. Lock me up in the cave until I listen to K-pop. That's totally not spreading despair, right? No, it's not. No. That's it for mine. So uh, I think we're good for for Dom to go ahead and do her first one. Sure. All right. So since Melissa went with like a serious one, I'm just going to go with kind of just a ridiculous one. Oh, these are great. It's funny, but it's funny because of just how ridiculous it is. So it's actually from the first iteration of Fate Stay Night. The original. Oh, no. (laughs) Prepare your memes, people. And then I think what makes this so ridiculous is because it it wasn't a joke when um, the main character, Shiro Emiya, or Emiya Shiro, when he said it, like he legitimately believed it with all of his heart, and this was this terrible thing. But this this is what explains his character right here. Yeah, but the entire phrasing and of it and how much he wholeheartedly like just believed in this fact. It was just like it's just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so the quote is I have to do this in like a weird deadpan serious voice. Oh boy. Let's see. It's just people die when they're killed. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I had no idea. And this is a revelation. A revelation to everybody. Come on. It's such a ridiculous concept, right? Like, obviously, when people are killed, when they're murdered, they die. Like, that's obvious. But I'm just, like, kind of, like... Here's this, like, almost man, because he was in high school then. Like, just wholeheartedly believing in this fact because he kind of wanted to be, like, this hero of justice or whatever. It's just, like... I know your worldview is broken, but there's gotta be an extent, right? (laughs) Honestly, worst iteration of Shiro Emiya ever. Now, Um, how much (laughs) is that the fault of, like, the translator, do you think? Uh... It's hard to say because he does say it basically say that in Japanese too. That is like literally word for word translation in Japanese. I think so. I'd have to go back and find a voice mm-hmm. clip of it, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure like I think what makes it worse is because in the English dub of it, I believe it's Sam Regal that does that. Oh. Sure. <laughs> no, that does make it worse. I've never put that connection together. I, I want like I'm pretty sure it's Sam Regal that's uh, Shiro Emiya. Doing a fact check right now, and I was just doing that too. Yes, 
Yeah, so it's just like, here... <laughs> just the idea that it's just Sam Regal saying it, right? Because <laughs> if anyone's familiar with how Sam Regal acts and and just, like, hearing his voice, it is the most ridiculous thing to picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. And this, this quote has been mean to, like, death. Ever since it, then. it really has, but like it's such a staple of just anime culture now. Now it is, yes. Like, like I feel like I couldn't leave it out. So that... the number of times that we will just throw it into everyday conversation, just jokingly, like we'll be watching like a horror movie. And it's just like people die when they're killed, and it's just like, oh, there it goes. And then we'll be, or we can be like conversations, like you know, we're just having a casual, like you know, uh, well. You know, he died from that car accident. Well, you know, people die when they're killed. <laughs> yeah, it just gets used it's the so most much. condescending way. <laughs> hey, little Timmy, did you know that people die when they're killed? Honestly, it's kind of worse because I think um, I've been using it a lot more in the past, uh, within the past year of 2020, because, you know, <laughs> it's been a rough year. It's been a real rough year, so it's just like it's kind of like a light, morbid humor yeah. almost. It's just yeah. like I've, I've just been using it offhand a lot more now. It's been I helping us laugh through the pain. Yeah, I know. Seriously, like, oh boy. Especially, especially when we were like, oh, we're bored. We have like, you know, we've been under quarantine for the last five, six months now. And it's just like, well, let's bring about, you know, just random anime games and, you know, get together for like the little groups that we can. And we had one that was an anime reveal, which Daniel's oh, yeah. familiar with from uh, old college days. Mm-hmm. And one of the pictures which Dom and Morgan worked on without, you know, without me knowing, and they test run it on me. <laughs> and that was like the fourth picture. And I'm just like, is this really what you guys did? And they just both, both looked at me. Morgan's just like, she chose the pictures. And Dom just looked at me and went, yes. <laughs> serious face or like that, that like shit eating grin and just went yes it's just like okay this is fine yeah this is fine what are you talking about everything is fine flames in the background <laughs> yep oh, trail. well I do, <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this back and forth between serious and straight up ridiculous ones so with my last quote, I'm going to go with a slight... Well, it's going to be more serious than my last one. So, um, people who know me know that I'm a huge One Piece fan. Oh, yeah. I am a loyal One Piece fan. I've been reading it since it started. And um, if there's one thing that One Piece is well known for is when they introduce a new crew member and explore their past, they find ways to break your heart into little tiny pieces with the just heartbreaking deaths and this one is no exception so chopper is the reindeer slash doctor of the Hat crew and he was trained by dr hero look the oh, mad no. doctor and oh no he proclaimed himself to be this great doctor even though frankly he was shit but he trained uh chopper to be the most caring and you know always wanting to do the right thing as a doctor well to set things up and just to sum it up um, Herolik was dying of a disease, and Chopper tried to save him with a special medicine using a mushroom he thought was the right one, but turned out to be poison and ended up basically killing him faster. 
rather than like wait death, Hirulik goes out and because there's a big incident and finds himself about to be executed. And so he says his final words, which I thought were the most badass, most poignant, most like epic final words ever. And so I'm going to say right here, the best of my ability, but I can maybe say, maybe it's better than the four kids dub at the very least. <laughs> That's not saying a lot though, let's be fair. But I'm not a professional voice actor, so. All right. Hey, when do you think a person dies? When a bullet from a pistol pierces his heart? No. When he's attacked by an incurable disease? No. When he eats a deadly poisonous mushroom soup? No. A man dies when people forget him. Oh, and combine this with recently, like, I, I just watched um, Hamilton. Oh, uh, yeah. And there's that whole uh, line about legacy. What is a legacy? It's planting seeds in the garden you never get to see. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I know I'm way too young to be thinking about death and what I'm leaving behind. But for some reason, that quote always made me think about, like, okay, well, should I go today? What are people going to remember me for? And that's something that always, like, is in the back of my mind now, especially in today's world where... <laughs> I was about to say, like, I don't think you're too young to think that. I mean, like, it's 2020, man. Like, Yeah, no one's health is guaranteed Ooh, today. Yeah. So, the world is after everybody right now. Yeah. I mean, like, no one's health is ever guaranteed, but that's just mm -hmm. especially true this year. Mm -hmm. And so this one, that's just for some reason, it just always stuck with me. It's kind of like driven my a certain like an idea in the back of my head to make sure I leave something to either make something the world bet uh, the world around me better, or to do something that I be remembered for. And yeah, it's just it's such a great moment, an epic like death, and that's why it's like one of my most absolute favorite quotes. Yeah, like, I think what I had, because it's, like, I've been following One Piece pretty much since the beginning as well. And, like, I, I know the quote you're talking about, too. And it's just, like, I think ever since that moment, like, I've always thought that, too, because it's just so true. Like, <laughs> actually, it kind of ties back into the previous quote. Like, people die when they're killed. Like, he says that. but yes. <laughs> But then, like, if you really think about it, people will still remember you after you're gone, whether it's your friends or loved ones. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't ever think, like, no one will ever really die unless they're forgotten. Like, no one mm -hmm. remembers them. It's, like, kind of that point. It's just like, oh, well, that's both very uplifting and at the same time really depressing. It's, I would call it more sobering. It's just a reminder of like, hey, your life is short. Do something with it. It's really a good motivation to, like every day that you wake up, just remind yourself to give it your 100% every time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because if you don't, then like even like, you know, four or five years down the line, you could potentially regret something. <clears throat> you know, and that's the last thing that you really want to do because if you... <clears throat> don't really have a fulfilling life and like, what did you really do with your life yeah yeah which is why i'm glad my legacy will be a bunch of podcasts and me being an old man about k-pop and complaining about video <laughs> games that is my legacy ladies and gentlemen and i hope it moves you too <laughs> you enjoy what you do i know i'm being facetious i'm being facetious i know i know 
You're giving right. your one hundred percent every day, Daniel. <laughs> wow, that <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on from that. Sorry, Melissa. <laughs> okay, well, my my second one will be a lot more lighthearted. Okay. <laughs> because definitely of the three I chose, the the Junko one is like the the most serious of them. Third one that I have will be a mixture of serious, also kind of ridiculous in a way. But we'll get so to that. We'll, we'll get to that one. For the second one, uh, back in I think it was 2015, or it might have been 2014. Um, when Kill a Kill came out. Oh man. Uh, Oh yeah, I don't know if you guys know which one I chose. We've reached the studio trigger, folks. <laughs> da, 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 da. But at least when I think about Kill Kill, there's always like kind of three or four things that really stick out to me, like what I will always really remember as being the most memorable th- memorable things from the show. One of them mm-hmm. being the song, you know, "Don't Lose Your Way." Yes. Because, you know, you'll always sing that no matter what. Already have in my head. I always remember Totsky's just monologues. Because that was like Mm -hmm. the very first episode of what you get with her. Mm -hmm. Like That's one of the most memorable things. You will remember Nudist Beach. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And yes, you are singing the accent right now. Nudist Beach. It's not the quote, by the way. (laughs) Then... The fourth one, where this quote actually comes from. You'll always remember Mako. Oh, oh man. Because of her ridiculous spiels. So, lo and behold, the second quote of the day will be, just rip it off and get naked. <laughs> Out of context, it's probably the best quote we have here. <laughs> but you have to admit... If you've ever seen that anime, she's one of those characters that, because of how ridiculous she is, you can't help but love her. Yes. Like, even in the, like, for that episode, because this one was particularly from episode three. And in that particular episode, the main character for, with Ryuko was really, like, self-conscious about her body and, you know, was basically body shaming herself. Mm -hmm. So in order to hype her up, Mako basically is just like, you have a great body. Like, don't, don't, like, you know, strip, change yourself for this. Just get naked. (laughs) So just to help, like, kind of pump her up and, you know, tell her to stop being hard on yourself for something. So as ridiculous as as it is, it's a great underlining meaning. Get you, uh, like, a partner like Mako. That's all I'm going to say. Basically. <laughs> Get you one of those. No, yeah. Mako is definitely one of the most, most like, just memorable characters that show. Especially with the way that um, her energy is the one that kind of keeps characters moving forward. Especially, yeah. like, Ryoko during those downtimes. Um, and so, and Trigger is known for just those over-the-top like epic moments, but none really got like such play as just <laughs> rip it off and get naked. 
I don't know. Uh, Gurren Lagann had some. I mean, yes, that's true. But Simon, <laughs> I mean, Kamina wasn't telling Simon to rip off. No, I don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want to continue down that path. Uh, I'm going to no, stop I'm myself gonna, right there. What's the quote of believe in the me that believes in you? And and Simone also gave us the, you know, my drill is the pure, the drill that shall pierce the heavens. Yes, those are yeah. also good quotes, but yeah. It's not the same level as what Mako really gave us. As, mm. like, granted, yeah, they're, basically, Kamina and Mako were, like, the same kind of existence. Mm. Mako just kind of fulfills it, I think, a little bit better. Yeah. At least in context of Kill a Kill. Yeah. Yeah. All right, oh, I think man. that's a sign for the next one. Yes, it is. All right. So I think so for one of my serious ones that I had, there was one that I really um, I had multiple, but there was one that just really hit, especially in like today's times and like just the general climate of the entire world right now. Mm -hmm. And it's from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh. Yeah, it's going to go real deep real quick. And ah. it's specifically a quote by Greed. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you both have the same reaction. So I have, you want to bring back someone you've lost. You might want money. Maybe you want woman. Or you might want to protect the world. These are all common things people want. Things that their hearts desire. Greed may not be good, but it's not so bad either. You humans think greed is just for money and power, but everyone wants something they don't have. Pretty Dang. long quote. Yeah, pretty oh, that, long quote. That's probably our longest quote we have all of this episode, so... Uh, <laughs> no, but it's a good one. Yeah. That is the uh, unexpected straight punch of like, wake you the fuck up and accept that you are a greedy person and that greed can necessarily be a good thing sometimes. Yeah, it's not like everyone puts such value like on like the whole, what was it? The seven sins and seven virtues thing. Mm -hmm. But if you really think about it, it's not really black and white like that. Both sides have their goods and they have their bads. It's just a matter of how a person chooses to really embrace it and use it. Mm -hmm. in, in the case of this one, it, it's talking about greed. And yes, people are going to always want more money, more things, just more, right? Mm -hmm. And like when I was like reading this quote and I was looking for quotes for this, it really reminded me of um, from Disney, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Um, the outcast song ah. where she's singing in the cathedral and it just reminds me back to that because like she was she was asking for just for someone to help the gypsies and be there for more and that was her greedy wish because she wanted people to look at them basically as humans like if you get down to the bare bones of the song especially with the ending it's just like I thought gypsies were human too Hmm. Or, and I thought we were all children of God. Like, I'm mm -hmm. not religious or anything, but mm -hmm. it just it's just something about those words that just really hit hard, especially with, like, how, like, how so much emotions right now are against other human beings. Mm -hmm. And then, like, she wanted that, but then you had the other side who wanted love that they could possess, right? Like, well, that was one of the big lines in 
the outcast. And it's just like thinking back between that and the quote that we just read for greed from FMA Brotherhood is just like, it just felt really relevant in today's time. It's just like, we need to remember that everyone has these sides and it's not so easy to really go and look at someone and judge them just solely off this one thing that is visible in front of everybody. Like, I don't know. It's just because like, especially now with like uh, cancel culture being so big Mm -hmm. now, it's very much like the climate right now is guilty until proven innocent. But then even then you're still kind of guilty. Yeah, because your reputation has been ruined, essentially. Yeah, and that's one of the things I just really hate about, like, just the culture and the general mood of this entire year. Because that's what it's been this entire year. It's just this giant fuckery. Yeah. It's just like, oh boy, this this is a lot. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> Honestly, I, I have no follow up for that. Like that, you said anything, everything that really needed to be said to that one. Um, shoot, I'm out of lot of work for that one. Well done. I can be serious. Oh no, I didn't doubt that. I didn't think I'd be lost for words afterwards. Excuse me. <laughs> Your third quote is like a little more wholesome. Oh, it's ridiculous. I just need to decide which one I want to do. Oh, God. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's funny and ridiculous, but more funny. Okay, so let's, uh, let's like, as we're winding down, let's get your guys' last two ones, last ones out there. So, Melissa. All right. Um, so, this one... <sighs> I'm going to do the quote first, and then I'll explain <laughs> what it was from and why it kind of stuck the way it did to me. Mm-hmm. So the quote itself is, and I have to say this in like the most serious voice, so please don't laugh at me. I will give my mic right now. <clears throat> da, da, da. Flow of time is not constant. Doesn't it feel like time flows faster when you're hard at work? Which deep down is a very true statement. Yeah. The funny thing is, series itself is the most lighthearted thing and funny thing. And what series is that, Melissa? The show itself is called Haraku Onisan, which oh. it, it translated to Working Buddies. And it's basically a show about these two friends that are doing a bunch of part-time jobs. They're, they're, they're little four or five-minute episodes that you can find. It's about three seasons long. You can find it all on Crunchyroll. Because what started with me was I was eating lunch with Antonio at work. It was just like, (laughs) you need to watch this. So we're like, it was like one of those food truck days. We're eating lunch and, you know, he he puts this on. It's all this lighthearted thing. Like they're, you know, the first, the first, this is literally the first episode, by the way. And he's, they're doing this whole thing of like, they're like unloading boxes or something. There's some, they're doing a part-time job for some shipping company. And they go to open, like, there's one package left in the truck. It, and then, you know, this is the last, you know, this is about three minutes in. Open up this box and out pops this weird, like, yellow creature. And just deadpan of this truth bomb. 
then it's just like, oh, and then it carries on and continues going on with this, like, very lighthearted feel. And the second the credits start rolling, I pause the video, turn to Antonio. He has this grin on his face, and I'm just like, what did you just make me watch? And he's just like, welcome to the truth. <laughs> Jeez. It's just Jeez, one of those- Yeah. But it's one of those things that because the way he showed it to me, it stuck so much. And every episode of this series has that kind of feel. You get some kind of lighthearted episode. You get to see them doing this job. And then at the very end, this yellow creature comes back and gives some kind of a truth bomb. And every time it's relevant to the episode you're watching, but it's relevant just to the world. Just slapped in their face with truth. Basically, just the anime sitting there going, slap, slap, slap. Here you go. (laughs) It's such a good show. Mm -hmm. Mm. I couldn't recommend it more because we, I want to say we watched all three seasons in like a week because we pretty much just met every day, like every day for lunch and just continued watching it. Oh. All right. That sounds like an Antonio thing, yeah. so good. All right. With that recommendation, I am going to do one that's just so iconic to anime culture again. Uh-oh. Just in the level of funny and ridiculous, and no one will ever forget this if they've actually watched this show. And, and? it's a quote by Okabe Rintaro from Steins Gate. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So, uh, for context, I would say watch the Japanese version, um, the Japanese subs with mm-hmm. subtitles. Because he says, because listening to the Japanese voice actor do this in English was great. And to quote in English, oh, okay, how can I do this voice? Oh boy. Hey, mister! I am mad scientist. It's so cool. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't need my mic for a bit. I can't do it justice. Special appearance I, by Joseph Joestar. I can't do this quote justice. Like, all oh. I can say is people need to go and watch this anime. And then watch the sequel. Of course. And so, just watch this and then just enjoy it for all of just the amazing quotes that Rintaro gives. This full is disclosure, just one of his I quotes. never saw Steins Gate, but I know that quote because <laughs> you couldn't go anywhere on the internet being introduced to that clip. Here's the thing for me was before I even saw that series, that was the quote I knew because <laughs> Sean, because Sean absolutely loved Steins Gate. And he would be like, you have to watch this. And that was the clip that he showed us, specifically the Japanese one. Because English dub of it, as it is a, it's a pretty good dub, doesn't do that portion of it justice. Because the way that it is, is because he's speaking in English, because he's talking to this guy that he doesn't think speaks Japanese, it just makes the flow work a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, but, it's just something about watching... Um in japanese and listening to the whole context because like i would admit myself like because i'm more of a sub i'm much more of a subtitle watcher like if i have the choice i will always go subtitles and listen to the original source material 
rather than um, go and watch the dub. Not that there's anything wrong with dubs or anything. It's just my preference. But Mm -hmm. I have to acknowledge that the dub for Steins Gate is very well done. But Steins Gate is one of those animes where I don't think you could enjoy the full experience of the anime if it's not in subs. Particularly in a in a part like that because you're getting the English versus Japanese. Yeah. It it does it really doesn't flow very well. Kind of get that issue of there's a portion in like the Japanese sub where they're actually speaking in English. Loses that effect when the entire thing is done in English. Yeah. Yeah. Which happens a lot in uh, anime. Oh man, but you know what? That's still a fantastic quote. And Dom, I gotta say, ten out of ten with delivery. I'm gonna stay right there. <laughs> but guys, you want to hear from you. So, what are your favorite anime quotes? What do you find yourself quoting nonstop? What's on your Tinder profile? Let us know. You can email us at ngpluspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the official show Twitter, ngpluspodcast at ngpluspodcast. Please let us know. Um, and, and you can also find ourselves on our own personal social media. Uh, these two say they don't, don't use it, but they're going to say it anyway. <laughs> Why did you have to say Tinder profile? I couldn't. <laughs> I'm, it's called a running bit, Dom. It's a showbiz thing, all right? I do. Feel yourself somehow. Anyway. <laughs> you can find me at, at Subject Despair. You can find me at Thus the Raven. And you can find myself at Perpetual Player. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, please, if you like what we do, please leave us a rating, a subscription, a comment. It will really help us get noticed. And if you really super duper like us, please share with your friends and help us get noticed by everyone else. Until then, please stay safe, stay indoors, wear your mask, and we'll see you on the next episode of Not Your Typical Weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.